We are Marquette. 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 We My name is Camille Fritz. I just graduated from the class of 2018 from the College of Nursing, and I'll be working as a nurse resident in the emergency department at the VA. I'm proud of getting through nursing school. <laughs> There's definitely moments within that. Um, even just to think like four years ago, it goes by so fast and then all of a sudden you're done. So I'm very proud of completing the program, developing the relationships that I have. I think the people at Marquette and the community, the resources that you have are yours if you use them. And I'm so happy that I kind of went out on a limb sometimes and like went to the Center for Peacemaking last minute and decided to take a job there. So I think working there has been amazing. One of my biggest joys of senior year. Looking back, I feel like I got to do a lot, experience a lot, and see a lot through service in Marquette. Even just being in Milwaukee, I have loved going to nursing school in Milwaukee because, I mean, even in my community clinical, I'm not seeing um, your general well person coming in for just a checkup where everything's good and healthy. It's your high-risk mothers, your high-risk pregnancies, um, people who haven't been to a doctor in 15 years who all of a sudden have all these health issues or they they don't comply with their medications. So I think just the experiences that we've had within clinical have helped. Um, Also, service that I've been a part of has helped just seeing different populations of people and what their needs are um, specifically and what you can offer them as a nurse or as just a person as well. And then also I think we talk about it all the time in nursing. Um, It's a part of being a nurse in general, I think, you know, Um, and that's another part of Marquette that I really liked is we focus on that person as a human being more than just what you're doing in the moment, but who they are and what they need maybe beside just nursing care. I really liked the way they present the patient care and um, being a compassionate human being and holistic nursing and even kind of including some of those spiritual aspects. Not that everyone in the world is religious, but I think it's really important to acknowledge spirituality when you care for patients. And I think it makes you a better nurse, gives you, you provide better patient care. Um, And I think that patients really ultimately appreciate that in the long run. Nursing is everything, like your diet, your exercise, um, what you do, how you wake up in the morning, how you sleep, pretty much everything you do ultimately kind of relates back to nursing in one way or another, whether it's in hospital or community setting, a lot of the world problems that we have, hunger and health, um, sanitary things in different countries um, really relate back to nursing. And I think treating each patient like a family member has really been just kind of thinking, if this was my grandma, how would they want to be treated type of thing. I think for me in the maternity setting was the biggest place I ever felt that they're bringing life into the world and it's it felt so real um and everything that you were doing really affected them because this is their child now you know and I just felt like they were a lot more vigilant um and then you really felt like you were making an impact 
even in small ways, um, getting water, things like that. And I know I had one mother, um, she was in a ton of pain, the most pain I've ever seen a patient in. And to learn about it and then see it is so different because you talk about, you deal with pain all the time as a nurse, but then there's the pain that is not relieved, is not, you can't do anything for it right away. It's not like a simple fix. And I think that was a big learning moment for me. Um, where I felt like she really needed someone there, even if you're not doing anything, um, just your presence is kind of helping in the situation. And so going into senior year, I read this book on global vaccines and um, smallpox eradication, and it kind of all came back again. And I just thought, the Center for Peacemaking is not a place I'm gonna be able to interact with every day, especially when I graduate. And so I emailed Sherry Walker, she was the point of contact, and just kind of said, hey, I've always been interested. Um, Do you guys have anything I can do, whether it's volunteer work or whatever, hired position? And so she ended up calling me back. They had a position for the near west side, which is some portion of it is um, housed within the Center for Peacemaking. Um, Pat Keneally, he's my boss, and also he's the principal investigator for the near west side. So the office does a lot of work with the near west side partners um and so anyways i got hired on to the park team which is promoting assets and reducing crime specifically is the sexual awareness and domestic violence awareness coordinator and so when i first started i actually had no idea what i was going to be doing um it was challenging because i feel like i had to figure out what i was doing along the way but it all ended up being um, a great experience probably one of the biggest joys of my senior year at Marquette. I absolutely love the center and everything that I got to do. And I really started to do some research on sexual violence prevention, initiatives that work, campaigns that are grabbing, things like that. Especially this year with the Me Too movement and the Golden Globe speech. It was a really cool thing to be working where I get to actually do something about this you know I'm not just reading about it I get to work with it every day and um, plan interventions and things like that so I'd say the main thing that I found um, that really caught my eye was called coaching boys into men it's one of five nationally CDC recognized um, prevention programs that works they have statistics behind it that show that it does indeed prevent sexual violence in communities where it is installed um And so we started planning this back, way back, December, January. We, our biggest goal was we wanted to get one of the coaches at Marquette involved so that we can have someone who draws in people and they can, they obviously are running these successful sports teams where they have great relationships with their players, kind of the whole platform for what we wanted to do. So um, we got Joe Amplo, the Marquette lacrosse coach. He was amazing. He um, he was super awesome, jumped right on, was excited to be involved. Um, and I don't know how much you know about him, but he does a lot of mentoring, really builds teamwork and more than just on the field type of relationships with his players and then instills that between themselves as well, um, all along like building morals and values that are very respectable. And so all in all, at the program, we had about 15 coaches from the Near West side. Um, And the program itself is really focusing on 
using the platform of the relationship between a coach and his players, predominantly males, um, just because this prevention program is targeting that population specifically. The program itself we liked because there's not a lot of interventions that are targeted at people below a college age. And obviously what we have at Marquette and other universities is great, but the reality is how many people don't attend college and this problem is still persisting to a pretty high level. And so interventions need to start younger um, and we need to start teaching our boys and girls at younger ages what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, um, especially since a lot of the times they don't always know and they kind of go what's off what's what their friends are doing and what others are doing and and so that's why the program is great because it instills positive morals and values encourages conversation especially difficult conversation regarding consent and opening dialogue about healthy relationships versus unhealthy relationships and how we can respect women as a whole the team platform like i said before is great because we have this relationship between the coach and the players, and then a lot of times these coaches are doing this for more than they just like to coach. Most of the time they like to build that mentorship relationship too, and I think you hear those stories all the time. People's biggest inspiration in their life was their coach or their teacher or something like that, um, and so it's an ideal platform for that. And then it's 12, broken down into 12 sessions, very easy, very applicable. It's called a card series like your playbook and then in this playbook the each week will cover a different topic and it starts out more casual and then it gets a little bit more intense as the season goes on so I know one of the conversations was about respectful conversation like you don't use certain words because they're harmful and maybe you don't realize they're harmful but in a certain situation or to other people, it might be incredibly harmful. So it kind of goes over that and then it applies it to women in sexual violence and it will say, what if this was your sister or your mom or your cousin? How would that make you feel then if what you just said is said to them? And kind of putting it in like a real perspective. The whole program is to encourage conversation. So the coach may give a little, they may have objectives and like a little section where they're supposed to share a lecture casually but then the fruit of it is the conversation that they have afterwards and the questions that the boys have I think the biggest one especially I think is the most problematic in society was the lecture on consent and how I think it seems obvious but it's not always obvious to younger people especially um, they even just gave the example of a hug like you might find it harmless. Someone might not want to be hugged. And obviously that's a very simple example, but um, I think it just kind of reiterates that you need to make sure that what you're doing is accepted by the other person before you just go ahead and do it, um, whether that is just hugging or um, things beyond that. And so I think a lot of problems stem down to consent, and that has to be our biggest priority as a society, I think, is explaining consent, teaching consent, um, and making that a part of our everyday dialogue within classrooms, schools, um, within teams. And so I think that was the biggest lesson for me that provided the most impact to players once they receive it.
I would really hope that they go to the Center for Peacemaking. I think a lot of people don't even really know about it. And it's an amazing place. I have never felt so much job satisfaction in a student job. I mean, everything I've had before this is swiping IDs or whatever. So to feel like I'm making a difference and the challenges I got to push myself against and um, I just feel like I've grown so much as a person through this. I've I got to have a lot of responsibility and people really trusted me and I got to kind of trust others. It was a really cool experience. Um, and so I hope that people find the center. And then I, in my mind, I would hope that Coaching Boys and the Men stays around and that other schools kind of see this, see it as a great tool that they can impact their students with and that as students we can kind of be the facilitator of that and maybe have a small team of us who, you know, go around offering trainings or are just offering support to the teams that we did give the training to, things like that. And I think that there's a lot of room for that and I think people are very receptive to the program. Um, And so I really hope to see its continuance over the next few years.